The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice with bands such as Simon Fraser University, Inverarian District, and many, many more playing G1 products. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, another week has rolled around in the bagpiping world and um, <clears throat> what a week it has been. It's been absolutely insane. Uh, thanks to one and one only thing, really. Yeah, um, I'm sure you guys are going to know what I'm going to be talking about it. Of course, COVID-19 or the coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, it has dominated the bagpiping news. Now, if you remember last week's podcast, I briefly mentioned it and said mm, it might have an effect on the piping world, but we don't know. And it was all kind of up in the air and we, we weren't sure what was going on. And oh, baby. Did the hammer fall, as they say? So, yes, we're going to get into it. But first of all, welcome. This is the Big Rab Show. If this is your very first podcast, welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Covering everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or even our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming, then we are the show for you. If you'd like to help support the show, of course, like every other podcast out there, you can. You can go and help us on Patreon. Just search for us, The Big Rab Show, over there on Patreon. And for five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. Hmm. <laughs> And if anything, we'll be talking more about our Patreon page coming up in the rest of this show. Uh, also, don't forget to support those who support us, namely the Piper's Dojo. We still have our offer of uh, 30 days of Dojo Premium for just $1. You can get that on thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. And always... As always, drummers are never left out. You can go to rhythmmonster.com. Whenever you're signing up for a monthly or an annual subscription, then use our promo code and you'll get money off at the checkout. So that promo is Big Rab Monster. Just type it in. And just for listening to the podcast, you get to save money. You don't even have to do anything. So there you go. Just listen to the show and you save dough. Awesome stuff. So, yes, you guys out there to get straight into things have been asking about Big Rab Show merch. (laughs) Believe it or not, as soon as we close the doors on our store, everyone seems to want to get a hoodie. Very weird. Uh, So, but no, just to let you guys know, the online store on thebigrabshow.com is still closed. We're no longer selling Rab Show merch. So everyone who's been messaging me, looking at a t-shirt, a hoodie, a towel, and all that sort of stuff, sorry guys, they're no longer available. We're not selling merch at the moment. I say at the moment because it seems to be that there's quite clear demand out there for Rab Show merch. So, if you guys would like to see a new line of Rab Show merchandise, then get in contact with us. We'd love to know your thoughts as to what you would like to get. Um, We have been looking down the line of Big Rab Show mugs. That's been suggested because you guys know I love my tea. 
And each and every episode, I have a mug of tea. So wouldn't it be cool to drink it out of a Big Rab Show mug? Hmm. And yes, there's been tons of other suggestions for possible Big Rab Show merchandise. But we'd love to know your thoughts. Keep emailing us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now, following on from last week's episode, which was a quite a difficult episode to do, which was a dedication and dedicated all to the late Frank Andrews. Now, to tell you guys... Just the the outpouring of love and all of that that's came from the piping world. Since that episode dropped, it's been incredible. Frank's funeral was actually the following day. So the podcast was released late on Wednesday night and the funeral then was held the following day. And a good number of people out there had actually contacted me to tell me that, yes, that you had listened to the show and it was brilliant. So thank you, everyone, uh, for all your very kind words. And, you know, they've all been passed on to uh, McNeilstown and Phil Marshall and the family, respectively. So, yes, thank you, everyone. Um, it is a big loss and it will take a while to get over. So, But, you know, we are trying to soldier on and we're trying to fly forward and that's what we're all about. So, this week's show, most of the listener mail this week was all on last week's episode. It was all talking about... You know how great the episode was, and thanks for making it, and you know kind words and all that sort of stuff. It was it was very very heartwarming. So thank you to everyone who sent in your kind emails. That was great to see. We need to get into some actual bagpiping news, don't we? And yeah, top of the pile for us bagpipers has to be the weekend's shenanigans, which were the New Zealand National Championships. Did you guys manage to see this? Oh my god, it was incredible. I could not believe it. Even all the way, I was like staying up stupid o'clock on Thursday morning, like three or four o'clock in the morning, the footage finished on Thursday morning, and the same again for Friday. Uh, It was ridiculous. All right, so let's get into it. What were the real standout moments for me? Well, top of the pile has to be BrassBand.com. Those guys who actually presented the live streaming to us international audience, those guys really knocked it out of the park. I have to say, they've done such an incredible job. The, I don't know, the audio quality seemed to be so much better than previous years. I don't know what they did there, um, but I seem to notice quite a number of extra microphones and stuff around. You know, to, Obviously, they've invested in their infrastructure. That has paid off. And obviously they were using high definition cameras as well. And they had a big team behind them as well. All putting this together. And I have to say it was simply outstanding. Now the footage that we got on Facebook and everything was okay. And yeah, it was just okay. And I guess that's where us and the Rab Show were limited as well. Facebook do compress the signal that you put out. So yeah, whenever we're live streaming on Facebook and such... It ticks your signal, even though you may well be filming it in high definition with, you know, you know, great quality 5.2 surround sound and all that. It compresses it down and squeezes it onto Facebook. And as a result, you lose a significant amount of quality. So the guys at Brass Band this, this year at the New Zealand Nationals managed to live stream it on their YouTube channel. Yes, because they have over that magic number of a thousand subs. So they were able to do that. And boys, did they open the window. Yeah, they were able to do it on 4K, 1080p, 60 frames a second. It was blistering. Absolutely incredible. So, yes, ourselves in the Rab Show, we tick our hats off to you guys at Brass Band. You've done an absolutely outstanding job. The coverage was second to none. 
Um, the sound quality, the image quality, just absolutely fantastic. So thank you to the guys at Brass Band. That service, honestly, was invaluable to all of us living internationally that we could stay up to stupid o'clock in the morning and enjoy some incredible piping and drumming. Also, I have to pay kudos to Liam Kernahan and Tyler Fry. I cannot go and not mention them. They've done quite an interesting job. <laughs> They've done quite an interesting job. Now, the reason why I'm saying interesting is because Liam Kernahan came across and he was spitting facts the whole time. He was coming across with the factual information about every band, about every tune, and he seemed to be the very sensible head about the whole thing. And Tyler, well, Tyler Fry was just Tyler, I guess. (laughs) He was hysterical. He was so much fun. And, yeah, the two played off each other very, very well. They were a great team. And, uh, yeah, the two of them were providing commentary in between every band. And sometimes it was absolutely hysterical, I think is the only word I can give. Some of the interviews, like, there was one interview that really stands out in my mind that would have been the interview of the century. I think they got Paul Turner and Nat Russell at the same time. What an opportunity to get chatting to these guys one-to-one with a microphone. Here they are. Let's ask some big questions. And uh, you can go back and have a watch at it and just laugh your tail off. It's so, so much fun. So I have to say to Liam Kernahan and Tyler Fry, you guys were simply just having too much fun. It was not fair. And you just had the time of your life. And it showed. And it was really, really good. Really entertaining to watch. Now, I guess a lot of people out there had some complaints, mind you, saying that there was too much commentary and there was too much yakking and they just wanted to hear the bands and that's it. Mm. Well, I don't know. I guess what Brass Band were doing, they were presenting it as an entertainment package. They were presenting this as a four-hour-long entertainment show, I guess. I think it was even longer than four hours, I think. So, yeah, it, it was really difficult to put together. Ourselves in the Rab Show, we know logistically how much work that would take. So the guys at Brass Band, you knocked it out of the park. Liam and Tyler, well done. You guys deserve a huge pat on the back and a big beer in the beer tent. And, oh, Tyler. um, Tyler, I know, listens to this podcast. Tyler, if uh, can you please explain... How tight were those trousers you were wearing on the Saturday, mate? (laughs) Way too tight, mate. I don't know. You really seemed to be struggling with the heat and everything as well. It seemed to be really quite warm. And you were wearing, like, incredibly skin-tight trousers. And I just wear a pair of shorts. Like, Liam seemed to be the cool character in there. He was very comfortable. But, Tyler, you seemed to be struggling, mate, with those extremely tight trousers. Uh, So, hey... You know, I'm not one for fashion. I wear jeans and hoodies everywhere I go. So, I don't know. (laughs) Perhaps I'm just not up on my fashion. Is that where we are now? Skin-tight jeans? Is that the crack now? I don't know. But, hey, I really enjoyed the coverage. It was simply brilliant. And that had to be one of my main highlights and one of my main takeaways from this. Obviously, because I'm involved in presenting coverage of events, I know how much work goes into it. So, that's why it's a big deal for me. Now, I have to say, the standard overall on day one, from 4B up to grade 3, I have to say, the standard in all the grades 
has risen, especially from previous national championships in New Zealand. You know, I've been watching the New Zealand nationals now for a few years, a few times I've watched each time the coverage comes through, and I do notice a big increase in the standard. Now, that's not taking it away uh, from bands who played in previous years. I'm just saying that the standard and the grades of all the grades, in fact, is improving. It's getting vastly better each and every year. Now, that's to say, every band from 4B up to Grade 3 played an absolute stomper, I have to say. And, yeah, let's go through our prize winners, shall we? Grade 4B champions on the day was the City of Rotorua. Now, I do remember reading their name quite a few times, actually, for some of their uh, more regional competitions. So, well done, winning the Nationals, the City of Rotorua. Woo! Now, the Grade 4A champions, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, aren't I? Uh, Heineke? No, that's Andrew's surname, isn't it? <laughs> Honoi, ah, I can't pronounce it. Hokoni, Hokonui, Celtic pipe band. Rab, this is terrible. Rab, I can't pronounce stuff. Stuff and Rab got drunk. But hey, congratulations to your grade 4A champions. The Hokoni Celtic pipe band, and that's the last time I'm going to try and butcher your name. My humblest apologies. <laughs> our grade 3 champions then went to Manawatu Scottish number 2 fantastic stuff and if anything the whole camp at Manawatu seemed to have a very strong weekend the band sounded incredible guys so yeah great showing from the guys at Manawatu on to the next day then of course we had the street march competition which had me absolutely glued I could not tear my eyes away from it because just as one band passed you heard another one off in the distance and Tyler and Liam were talking the whole time and it was just fascinating to watch because there was some Huge tunes being played, let me tell you. One band that really impressed me on the march was New Zealand Police. Oh, New Zealand Police were really a big standout moment for me in the, in the street march competition. They were simply brilliant. So, yes, well done to you guys. There's also the mass band as well that was held at the end of the street march competition. That was all sorts of awesome. Just seeing that many bands crammed into one street. It just Yeah, that was a... That was not an easy thing to do, so you guys really knocked it out, so well done. Uh, so, yes, who were our Grade 2 champions? It went to the ITL City of Invercargill. Woo! Now, I have to agree with this. I watched all of the Grade 2 from start to finish, and... Um, whew, City of Invercargill, man. I don't know. Where did that tone come from? Now, clearly, hashtag G1, do you know what I mean? And... That's all I'm going to say on that. But dang, were they blowing a big sound and had an absolute ripping performance. If you haven't seen it yet, go back, have a listen to the City of Invercargill Grade 2 run. Ooh, that was all sorts of incredible. And rolling on to Grade 1 then, of course, our Grade 1 New Zealand champions, our national champions, I should say, were Canterbury. Canterbury Caledonian Society, congratulations, guys. And if anything, as expected, almost. You guys are having a run of form at the moment. and uh, Yeah, just simply sounded brilliant. What an incredible performance. So, like I said, for all of these performances, by the way, you can go back now on Brass Band's uh, YouTube channel or even on their website as well. You can go back and listen to the entire thing from start to end. Uh, a couple of highlights for myself. Uh, well, Scots College. Did you see them? Oh, my word. Scots College pipe band. Wow. That's all I'm going to say. Go and have a listen to Scots College pipe. Woo. The, mm, 
Go and listen to them, alright? That's all I'm really going to say to you. And then you can thank me later. Another band that really has piqued a lot of interest in the piping world, actually, was Red Heckle Pipe Band. Um, because they had a really interesting medley performance. Now, the reason why I'm saying it's interesting is because it was it's challenging. What they actually managed to do is they played a medley selection with no slow air. They didn't play a slow air in their medley. And fair enough, I don't think there is anything in the rules to say that you must play a slow air. So they didn't. And also, uh, yeah, but halfway through their performance, they just stopped their chanters. It was it was really... Um, I don't know if I like it or if I love it. But either way, it certainly made me listen. They all stopped their chanters all at one time. And granted, I think one piper didn't quite get stopped, and there was a little squeak, a little little bleed through there, and everyone's trying to get stopped, so maybe that kind of lost the effect a little bit. But everyone cut out all at one time. And as you watch the performance, actually, I looked up and thought, what? Whoa, what's going on? And the drones were still going, the drummers were still counting, next thing the drummers started playing again, and then brought us back into the tune again. It was very strange. And, um, yeah, I don't think technically there's anything in the rules to say that you can't do that. But it's incredibly hard to do that, to try and just immediately stop your chanter on cue, on time, on the beat, without mess- missing or messing up, and then come in again on the beat, on time. Very difficult to do. So, yeah, you guys can judge for yourselves. You can go have a listen to those guys. And uh, incredibly interesting stuff. Very, very interesting. And even on the day, you know, a lot of the judges looked up from their clipboards and looked around them. They looked at the band and then looked left and right. And then before they knew it, the band started playing again. All the judges didn't seem to know what to make of it. Very interesting performance. And I think what they did is actually show a great level of uh, artistry and kind of pushing the envelope. You know what I mean? We always talk about it in the Rab Show, but pushing that envelope. And uh, yeah, Red Heckle certainly tried to do that this weekend. Past weekend, so definitely go and have a listen to their performance. It really, yeah, it's interesting to say the very least. So, I think overall, the New Zealand Championships, the Nationals, were an absolute success. I have to say, congratulations to the organizers who ran an incredible event that ran like clockwork. And again, I know I've sung their praises before, but the guys of Brass Band, you guys are awesome. Absolutely awesome sauce. You guys really smashed it out of the park. So if you haven't yet, go along, subscribe to Brass Band on YouTube and all the rest, and definitely drop them a few quid if you can. Go and show your support. Now, we have to get into some other piping news. Let's talk about Rhythm Monster. I did mention them earlier. Uh, Now would be a good time, actually, to sign up to Rhythm Monster because they're about to start their brand new Making the Grade series on their website, which is really interesting, actually. I've watched all the videos in the Making the Grade series they've done on Bog Hall, Bog Hall and Bathgate, where they followed the band and all the rest. Very, very interesting. They had incredible interviews with Gordon Duncan, Gordon Duncan, Ugh, Gordon Brown, and <laughs> Stevie McClellan. Apologies there. So, yeah, they had incredible interviews with those guys and just followed the, the whole core and the whole development system at Bog Hall. Very interesting. So, the new band they're going to be following in the Making the Grid uh, series is the Sari Dasmesh Pipe Band, who managed to lift the worlds at last, last year's Grade 4B Championships. So, hey, wouldn't that be all sorts of interesting to follow those guys? 
So, yeah, you can do that on Rhythm Monster. They'll be releasing that series very soon. So I'd be very interested to tune into that. Definitely. So there you go. That's a shameless plug for Rhythm Monster. It's one bit of content you're going to want to catch. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> yep, yep, my corona, indeed. And yes, believe it or not, this has had an absolutely huge impact on an international level, obviously. It's had an impact on everything. And of course, it has had an impact on the bagpiping world. And this is such a fast-moving situation as well. I guarantee, from the time that I record this podcast this week, the situation will probably change by the time I've published this. So, yeah, forgive me if I get some of the facts wrong, and they may well be late and all of that, but hey... This situation seems to change every five minutes. It's ridiculous trying to keep on top of it all. Uh, So we're going to run through some of the things, really, that we've heard that has had a big effect in the piping world. And um, namely, I want to stress, first of all, that this will have a huge impact on our Celtic and our folk musicians who have had to cancel tours. They've had to cancel all sorts of concert dates and performances and all the rest. It's really quite a depressing time to be a musician at the moment. Uh, Namely, well, I've just mentioned musicians Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton were in the middle of a bit of a winter tour around the UK. They've had to cancel that. And recently, Ross Ainsley actually is trying to make lemons. uh, He's trying to make lemons? What am I talking about? He's trying to make lemonade out of lemons, I guess. He's basically put up a, a post saying, if anyone living in the Glasgow area would like to take advantage of having to be under lock and key, then why not give him a shout? And yeah, he is now in the mood to write some music. Now he has time and he's not on stage performing. He's now going to concentrate and write some new tunes and write some new music for us. So he's going to call this, I love this title by the way, he's going to call this the Corona Sessions. (laughs) Absolute masterpiece. So yeah, shout out to Ross Ainsley, who's going to be taking part in the Corona Sessions. He's going to be writing all sorts of new music. Also, I think Ali Hutton as well is going to launch a bit of a live streaming service as well, where musicians can go and live stream performances and listeners and fans of the music can pay via Patreon, I think, to go and watch these live streams. So if you were going to go to a gig but you can't, then perhaps watching this online live stream would be a possible possible way of doing it. Now... So, yeah, as much as I want to stress, this will have a huge impact on our folk and our Celtic musicians. So if you can, please do help and go and support the guys who obviously now will be really struggling because they've had to cancel so many shows. And these shows obviously are these guys' lifeblood. You know what I mean? If they don't play, they don't have money to pay mortgages and be able to eat food and all that, you know, essential human things. So, yeah. So why not go along, buy an album or two and, you know, drop them a few quid. A level of support would mean no bounds, I'm sure. So, yeah, go and help our musicians. Go and support them. And that's all I really want to say on that matter. So, yeah, us in the bagpiping world, yeah, we need to look after our musicians. Some incredibly talented people who are involved in our piping scene and right now will be really struggling because they've had to cancel so many different events and concerts and such. Now, all sorts of pipe bands at the minute have cancelled concerts or postponed them. Namely, Tully Lagan, that I've been promoting now for a couple of weeks. Tully Lagan Pipe Band have postponed their concert. Uh, McDonald Memorial have also postponed theirs. Ocaran Pipe Band have postponed theirs as well. 
New Ross and District, I think, have cancelled that. We're not cancelled, they've postponed theirs as well. There's so many postponements and cancellations that just to sit and read them all here to you guys, I'll be sitting here reading hashtag lists. So for full information on all cancellations or postponements, I need to tell you, go over there to the Rab Show Facebook page. We are trying to catch them as we get them. Uh, and a lot of bands, to be fair to them, have all been really good. And they, as soon as they have made an announcement, they've contacted us and told them, look, hey, we've put this off. Can you let everybody know? So, yes, the number one protocol for all of our cancellations, postponements, all of that sort of stuff, up there now on the Rab Show Facebook page. That's possibly the quickest place that we can get information out to people. So there you go. So if you have tickets bought to go to a particular concert and all the rest, then definitely keep an eye on our social media uh, throughout the week and throughout the next few weeks as we hopefully will not be announcing many more cancellations. We have yet to hear, I think at this point, at recording this, Klaus Kelt have yet to make a decision on their concert, which is running in the middle of April. Um, so the 2020 Vision concert that we've been insanely excited for. And yeah, we really hope it doesn't get cancelled. Uh, but hey, I guess we have to wait and see, I suppose. But hopefully, well, you never know. By now, an announcement may already be out and it may be going ahead or it may be cancelled. Who knows what the future brings? But um, yeah, like I said, you need to get yourselves onto the Rab Show Facebook page because as these announcements come through, then we will be sharing them out as soon as they drop. So that's the number one source for your information for cancellations, postponements, and gigs and things, basically. Uh, shout out to the Red Hot Chili Pipers, actually, who had to cancel the rest of their United States tour. Now, this was actually quite heartbreaking for the lads because they were just about a quarter of the way through of the dates, I think. About a quarter, maybe halfway through the dates in the United States. And, uh, yeah... Obviously, quite an investment of money was spent traveling the band over there to the States. And they were invo- you know, involved in so many dates and uh, live gigs and stuff. You know, the Chili's were playing everywhere over there in the U.S. And they've now had to pack up and come home. You know, it's, it's very scary stuff at the moment. Now, with all sorts of travel bans and things in place between the U.K., Europe, and the United States, and Canada, and everywhere... The world seems to be in a bit of a state of panic. Now, ourselves here in the Rab Show, we are not medical experts, okay? You may have guessed, I'm not even a a professional podcaster. (laughs) I've made so many slips on this week's show. Uh, But, you know, if you want medical advice, I guess, you can go to the World Health Organization and they'll put you on the Public Health Authority website and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, you can follow your local media all that sort of stuff. BBC News is constantly churning out stories over here. And, you know, with so many different news outlets and people trying to scare you that you're afraid to touch anything. And uh, it's kind of it's really proper scary at the moment, folks. I guess, you know, we're not going to be giving out, you know, all sorts of hard-hitting news as to what's happening, where and when, like what's happening in Spain, what's happening in Italy, what's happening in China even where it all originated from. It's all just proper scary, and I'm not here to try and scare people. But what I really want to put across on this week's podcast is just how much of an effect it's had on the bagpiping world. It's huge, actually. But one thing that's kind of really coming through is that the piping world are wanting to help each other. I have to give a massive shout-out, actually, to the Piper's Dojo. Now, they put a statement out on social media just on Sunday there, They said, as the COVID-19 situation ramps up, that they're not really qualified to be giving any kind of uh, medical information, but 
through chatting with the team that they're now going to offer live lessons for free. Now, this is huge. Now, they do ask you to go to the Piper's Dojo website and go and register. And, uh, yeah, I think the, the address is forward slash it's Corona Free Classes. I think that's what it is. You need to register with the website. You get a username and a password. And then, as a result, once you have your username and password and you can log in, then you can take advantage of these live classes at Dojo University completely for free. So there you go. I have to say that's absolutely incredible. Well done to the guys at Piper's Dojo. They have a huge team of incredible teachers behind the scene who put together some of these amazing live lessons, and you really do need to go and have a look at them. So, yeah, they're offering these lessons now completely free. So if you are under lockdown, if you're in quarantine or all of that scary stuff and you can't leave the house, you can't go to band practice, you can't do any of that nonsense, then, yeah, why not keep up with your learning journey and all the rest and keep your playing going by taking part in free live lessons thanks to the Piper's Dojo. Now... Some big events have already been cancelled, such as Tartan Week. The New York City Tartan Day has been cancelled, which is a huge, huge event. And it's, I don't know, just incredible that that has been cancelled in the first place. I don't know, proper scary. Whenever you consider just how many thousand people would go to that, it's absolutely ridiculous. And now they've made the call to protect public health that it's cancelled. Uh, another such event that has put so- something out over the media that it would say that will not be cancelling. And this one's really interesting. The Edinburgh Military Tattoo. Now, apparently they haven't missed a show since 1950. 1950. And Brigadier David Alfrey, who's the chief executive and the producer of the show, has said it's business as usual. And they're encouraging ticket buyers to crack on and visit the city in August. And um, they said they're busy in preparation for their shows. And, uh, you know, we have not called anything off. And they will only be calling it off if they're ordered to. They have to receive a direct order to actually cancel the shows. And this is really scary stuff. So when you consider this has been running since 1950, never missed a show. And, yeah, this guy in charge of the whole heap has said, nope, we're not cancelling anything, nothing to see here. And I have to say, that's been very much the UK approach in this regard. You know, we're not closing down most things and, you know, all that. That's very scary, actually. So rather than get into the politics of it all, I'm just saying that's one event that has already said that it will not be closing its doors. So the tattoo, the Edinburgh tattoo, will still be happening. There you go. So I did mention that bands such as New Ross and District, Klaus Kelt, are considering theirs. Tully Lagan, McDonald Memorial, Ocaran Pipe Band. So many other pipe bands out there are cancelling events. And if you are considering your event and if you're going to be pulling the plug, then definitely get in contact with us. I really want to put it across as well. Uh, just reach out to us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go. Now, as far as advice, what can us pipers and drummers do to keep ourselves safe from the dreaded COVID-19? Well, there has been various different articles in that published on PipesDrums.com. The Piping Centre has put stuff out. It's been on PipingNews.com. It's been on so many different websites. There's been a lot of information flying around, and it can honestly make your head spin. So we are not giving out medical information here. All right, we're just giving kind of common sense information to pipers. Uh, Wash your hands. 
obviously, and use soap and water. I know a lot of people who just run their hands under the tap and go, that's it, done. Nope, you need soap. Obviously, if you're going to cough or sneeze at all, try and cover it up so you're not spluttering over someone. Also, hand sanitizer is not to be drunk. It's for using on your hands. I have heard suggestions that if you drink hand sanitizer, it gets rid of the coronavirus in your throat. Uh, Please don't drink hand sanitizer, you idiot. Uh, it's highly poisonous, I'm sure. So, yeah, please only use hand sanitizer on your actual hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth with unwashed hands. It goes without saying. Uh, avoid close contact with people who are unwell. And this is one thing, actually, that I've noticed a lot of bands are doing at the moment, is that they're cancelling band practices. Especially at a local level here in Northern Ireland. I do know a lot of bands here locally are now calling off band practices. Where bands at this stage would have been ramping up at this time. They would have been throwing an extra night of band practice. So instead of two nights a week it would have been three. So yeah, they're now not holding band practice at all. And encouraging players to practice at home. So, yeah, even big bands such as Shots, Shots and Dykehead actually put it out on social media saying that they're no longer going to be holding band practices to protect its members. Very worrying stuff. So, yeah, that a piece of advice to avoid close contact with people. Very, very interesting. And also, if you are worried at all, if you have any of the symptoms at all, uh, you need to contact your local GP or the NHS and all sorts of different stuff. And one of the things is kind of interesting as well is that they but strongly encourage social distancing from greetings, i.e. no handshakes and no hugs. So what are you supposed to do then? I do know, I think in previous, there's been like football games, soccer matches here, and the players have been knocking elbows together and stuff like that. Or, I I don't know, what do you do? Headbutt someone? Hello there, doof. Uh, Yeah, it's been quite odd, actually. In my day job, I've been going to meetings and things, and people have been refusing handshakes and things. It's very odd. And you would think that that person's being a real, you know... Yeah, you're being really rude by refusing a handshake, but whenever you explain yourself, yeah, it makes sense. So that's what we can do as human beings, but what can we do as bagpipers? Well, keep your own instrument to yourself. That's the number one instruction. Do not lend your chanter to anyone else. Do not share your bagpipes. And if you're a player, don't play someone else's chanter. Don't play someone else's bagpipes. Because clearly, you're blowing your own hot air into these things. And you don't want to recycle that, you know. The bagpipe, as well, is not the most hygienic instrument in the world. And, uh, yeah, you don't want to be sharing that unhygienicness with anyone else. So, yeah, try and keep yourself... Uh, risk-free by not sharing instruments like that also various different distributors and stuff who would sell reeds and blowpipes and all the rest they're now no longer allowing customers to try these out so if you want to try and blow reeds in the store uh, you can no longer do that so a lot of places are prohibiting that now because you know obviously sticking a reed in your gob and then saying "Mm, that's not for me putting it back in the box again whereas before we would have we would have thought nothing of it but now with covid Everything is at risk, so no, we're not doing that anymore. So also, if you're maintaining your pipes at home, make sure that all tissues and materials and things that you use to maintain your pipes are, you know, they're got rid of effectively. And you know what I mean? So you're not having all these sopping tissues lying around. It's just, you know, you've emptied your water trap out on them and all that sort of stuff. And they're just laying around, you know, just I think it's just genuine cleanliness. Do you know what I mean? Just taking care of things. So, yeah, 
what has our RSPBA done? What, what are they doing about COVID-19? Well, number one, they cancelled their AGM. <laughs> they cancelled the AGM. <laughs> uh, it still makes me laugh. Okay, yes, they cancelled the AGM. Now, I am very aware that a lot of people from Northern Ireland actually had travelled over quite a great distance to get to this. There were planes, trains, flights, ferries and hotels and everything booked and everyone was ready for this meeting. And if anything, I was hoping to bring you the big report on this week's podcast talking all about the AGM and what the outfall would be. But it seemed to be the slightest little breath of, I think we should cancel this. Yes, yes, cancel it, cancel it. I think that's what happened. Um, so, yeah, big wigs in RSPBA decided we are going to cancel the AGM and protect all our members from getting the corona. Um, so, yeah, we don't have an AGM. So all of our questions, all of our concerns, they all remain unheard and unanswered. And will remain so until the RSPBA see fit that they can call another AGM. Now, granted, a lot of people would laugh like me and think that, this is buying them time. And yes, it will buy them a lot of time. So goodness knows when we're going to get an AGM. But then this posed the question, if they've cancelled the AGM, will they cancel the season? Now this is a very valid question, because when you consider that this is now, what, halfway through, was it like the week, this is Wednesday, and uh, RSPBA initially put out a statement at the weekend, and they talked all about various different measures we can take as pipers and drummers to stay safe, um, but yeah, the, they initially said that so far all of our competitions in the 2020 season are going ahead. Then, however, we got the notification through telling us that the first major of the season has been cancelled. Hmm. And that had us really concerned and thinking, uh-oh, here it comes. So, yes, we said cheerio to Paisley. Yeah, which was absolutely gutting. And a lot of people started to tick stock. And then we got a notification from the RSPBA Northern Ireland branch to tell us that... uh the Ulster solos had been postponed, as well as Kalabaki solos as well. They've been postponed, possibly cancelled. And then, I think just yesterday as I'm recording this, we've had the next major in the season cancelled as well. Now, in this statement from the RSPBA, they did mention that the first three majors in the season are up for discussion. So that's Paisley, Inverness, and of course the UK's in Lurgan. So we haven't heard about the UK's in Lurgan yet, but we do know that they're in discussions with the council. Now, that's the same to be said for Northern Ireland branch. Uh, They have confirmed that there have been no announcements at all about the Northern Irish season, which so far will be kicking off in May and will be hitting the grass in Bangor. But it's looking very unlikely at this stage. It's looking like most of the start of the season, at least up until the middle of June, may well have the plug pulled. Now, obviously, we're waiting on official notification from our associations, and we are receiving them thick and fast. And that's what I was going to tell you. Get yourselves onto the Big Rab Show Facebook page. You really need to keep a track of that because that's where we're uploading everything. Um, as soon as we notice an announcement or you know a notice of a cancellation, a postponement, or anything like that at all, 
that's where it's going. It's going on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. So that's where you need to follow us to keep up to date with all of this craziness. And craziness it is. Now, we have had people saying, oh, just cancel the whole season and forget about it. Uh, no, not at all. That's absolute madness. Uh, we are hoping that we will see the end of this COVID-19 nonsense uh, in the coming months. So, yeah, by the time July and August rolls around and we're in the thick of the summertime here in the UK, we could actually hit the grass and play some tunes, you know? And these events that have been cancelled or postponed, we can, you know, pick up where we left off. So, yeah, who knows? We could be playing an MSR in the middle of October in the Lash and Rain. <laughs> I don't know. Remains to be seen, guys. But I tell you, one place that you should be going to right now is the Rab Show Facebook page because we will try our best to keep on top of all of this crazy madness. And yes, it's looking like the start of our season will be delayed. And that's all I really want to say that it will be delayed. Not saying it's cancelled, not saying that it's had such a catastrophic effect that we have had to pull the plug altogether on 2020. Quite the contrary. If anything, there's been quite a lot of uh, exciting developments behind the scenes, and some of which I can talk about and some of which I can't. So if anything, yeah, there's a lot of kind of very interesting projects and very interesting ideas. Because as tragic events such as this happen, people get creative. And, uh, yeah, I've been trying to keep a track on quite a few of them. Uh, Notably, actually, on St. Patrick's Day, the band The Dropkick Murphys actually had a live stream performance for free on YouTube, which was absolutely brilliant. I don't know anyone who didn't watch it. It was incredible. So a lot of other musicians out there are taking a leaf out of the book and doing live stream performances as well. I think... um, I can't remember the name of the band now. There was a whole bunch of various different trad bands and stuff are all doing like live stream performances things from their front room, as well as Ali Hutton and Ross Ainsley and all those guys that are hopefully going to be doing things like this. So a lot of very creative ways of getting around the problem, I suppose, of this COVID-19 carry-on. The RSPBA advice would be for bands to consider fully the potential financial implications when they're making travel and hotel bookings for any of these competitions because they may be subject to rescheduling or cancellation, which will be out of the control of the RSPBA. Now, that is kind of a get-out-of-jail-free, basically saying that if you book a hotel and if you book a flight, you do so at your own risk. Which kind of stings for all of us here in the piping world. Because you guys know, bands travel from around the world to attend these events. And, yeah, will international travel be possible? That's a very good question. You know, will we get to see an international band playing at the Worlds this year? Now, I say international. Will we get to see the guys from Australia, from the US, from Canada, New Zealand? Will we get to see international bands coming to Glasgow? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But bands, obviously, by now, probably have already made their travel arrangements. Now, I know a lot of guys out there right now who have already made travel arrangements for the world. They have hotels booked, they have flights booked, they have all sorts of stuff booked, as well as tickets for the pre-Worlds concert. (laughs) All sorts of stuff has already been booked, bought and paid for. And at this time now, with this coronavirus nonsense, it's really put everything with a question mark. We don't know. We haven't heard anything from the Pipe and Live Festival, whether the festival will go ahead. We don't know if the Worlds is going ahead yet at this point, but it hasn't been mentioned in the RSPBA statement, I have to say. It's only been the first three majors of the season that they're really talking about. So, yeah, they're asking all bands to be 
cautious when they're booking travel arrangements because if the competition gets cancelled, hey, it's not RSPBA's fault, it's the coronavirus. And if you lose hundreds of thousands of pounds on travel arrangements and hotels and stuff, the RSPBA is not going to help you with your costs. So there you go. Now, of course, the association are saying that they're trying to keep up with all sorts of developments and all the rest, and political developments as well as the virus developments itself, and they will make a call. Eventually, we will hear whether the competitions that we are hoping to get to, whether they're going ahead or whether they're postponed. All right, now, there's been some specific information for bagpipers from the RSPBA. Uh, They're telling you, do not empty your water traps on the floor, please. Pipers, that's absolutely gross. And so, yeah, and also various different ways that you can try and maintain your bagpipe. Now, I have to say, there's a lot of guys out there who are making instructional videos and like little all sorts of blogs and articles on how to keep your instrument, you know, pristine so you won't infect yourself or anyone else and all that sort of stuff. So very interesting stuff. And again, that's all shared out on the Rab Show Facebook page. Now, this statement... Yeah, I I don't know. It's kind of a double-edged sword. Basically, this is the association taking steps to protect us as people. And I understand that, you know. But it kind of raises a very interesting question that has been posed to us by a number of listeners that has got us all sorts of worried. Now, we know that the RSPBA have recently refurbished their headquarters. And I hear everybody groaning right now. But the RSPBA actually took out additional money. They took out a loan, in fact. I think, or maybe one loan or maybe two or three, you can't remember. But they took out additional money to furnish the place, to put furniture in it and to actually make it functional. Now, we're talking quite a lump of money here. Now, whenever it was talked about at the RSPBA AGM here in Northern Ireland, uh, so the Northern Ireland branch meeting, they were told that, yes, this additional money was took out. Yes, we do have this loan to pay. But don't worry, guys, we're not in financial trouble because throughout the 2020 season, that money will be recouped from the money that is made from these competitions. So they can see the cash flow that they have coming in from competitions and they're saying that that will cover any extra costs from this loan that they had to take out for their headquarters. This really has us all concerned now because with COVID-19, will these competitions be running at all? Will our RSPBA be able to recoup that money? That is a huge question to ask. And obviously the RSPBA, when they took out that financial loan, took a bit of a financial gamble saying that, yeah, their competition season was going to bring in X amount of pounds. Well, if they're going to have to cancel events and postpone them and all sorts of things, will there be events at all? And will our RSPBA run themselves so far into debt that they will not be able to function? Yeah, a lot of people are talking about this, saying that the RSPBA made a huge financial gamble and it may not pay off uh, because obviously with the coronavirus and events like this not happening and mass gatherings and all the rest, especially international travel and all of that, you know, perhaps our major championships won't be as big as they expect. People may not want to travel to big events and take a health risk. Um, I don't know. So many different avenues that you can go down when thinking about this. But the number one thing on top of the pile is RSPBA may be left with empty pockets at the end of this. 
So, obviously, the RSPBA themselves will want to run these events because they need the cash flow. Ourselves in the piping line, the piping world, we want these events to happen because we want a competition season. That goes without saying. We want to hit the grass, play some blistering tunes and walk away with a trophy. That's what we want. So, yeah, we both want to win here. But when there's a deadly virus that's spreading throughout humans, it's, yeah, killing people. It's kind of scary. And you maybe need to consider people's health. So the RSPBA are taking steps here to try and help protect people. But as well... They are obviously going to be interested in trying to protect themselves. This will be a very interesting development. And I guess as soon as we get any answers to any of these questions, including when the next AGM is going to be planned, uh, yeah, you can rest assured. Ourselves here on the Rab Show, we will tell you when it is, what's all happening. As always, we're all over it. (laughs) So, yeah, before I go and start getting into this week's topic of the week, actually, which is quite an interesting one. uh, So, yeah. I wanted to talk about Port Rush competition. Here, locally in Northern Ireland, I may have mentioned it before, that it's not happening. Well, uh, yeah, this past week, I managed just to browse along with the Causeway Coast and Glens District Council website and actually managed to read a little thing saying, oh, they're going to be talking about the competition. Now, it's, yeah, this made me very interested because they're talking about the competition because... The council themselves offered RSPBA Northern Ireland £10,000 to run the event. And it would appear, it would appear from the paperwork that RSPBA Northern Ireland said, uh, no, ten grand's not enough. We need another 12. <laughs> we need another 12, which makes £22,000 to run a competition in Portrush. Now, ourselves in the Rab Show, we're really scratching our heads at this one, thinking, 22 grand to run a pipe band competition? Um, what? Like, what does that 20, 22,000 pounds, what does it get spent on? Very, very interesting. We honestly don't know. Now, obviously, you have public liability insurance, you have all sorts of uh, security barriers and seating to put in and all of that sort of stuff. I don't know. I don't know what the costs are in running a competition, but £22,000 seems like a serious amount of money. So this is what they're asking the council for. Now, as I speak, the council are talking about this, and who knows, we may have a Portrush competition at the end of it. The council may dip into their pocket and actually say, yeah, here you go, guys, twenty-two grand. let us have a competition. And so, yeah, if that happens, rest assured again, we'll give you the full update on the Rab Show Facebook page. Now... Also, I want to say a very happy St. Patrick's Day! Yoo-hoo! Yep, St. Patrick's Day. It came and it went. And uh, for a lot of bagpipers and drummers and bands in general, it's been quite a very poor St. Patrick's Day. Yes, the big St. Patrick's Day celebrations here in Belfast and in Dublin as well have been cancelled. And as a result, a lot of bands didn't get gigs. Yes, a lot of pubs and clubs and bars and things and restaurants even, all around Northern Ireland and the Republic and all of that, in England, Scotland, Wales and even in the US aren't booking bands. A lot of bands would use this time of year for fundraising activities. They would throw all sorts of St. Patrick's Day celebrations. Come and see your local band. And yeah, you know, pay three or four pounds for the privilege and that'll all go into a big bucket and that'll help us all buy, you know, bus journeys to all the competitions that year. Stuff like that. Well, 
A lot of bands at the moment are incredibly suffering because of this COVID-19 nonsense. And yeah, a lot of St. Patrick's Day celebrations being cancelled as a result. So yeah, this year we didn't have any hashtag rab show selfies for St. Patrick's Day because a lot of you guys out there weren't actually out there playing. Hmm. So, you know, before we get into this week's topic of the week, I really want to talk about band fundraising in a future episode. And now that St. Patrick's Day is behind us, and uh, I don't know if you're still in St. Patrick's mode or not, you know, maybe a few gigs coming up or something with your own band. But yeah, did your band suffer as a result of this COVID-19, the coronavirus and the cancellation of all concerts and fundraising by bands over St. Patrick's Day? Did you guys fall foul of it? And then what have you got planned to try and recoup that money that was lost as a result? We'd love to hear from you. You can email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Let us know your story, actually. And we'll be talking about band fundraising going forward over this next few weeks because obviously bands out there at the minute need all the help they can get with all of sorts of concerts and even bake sales and car washes and you know, car boot sales, all this sort of stuff. It's all being cancelled now because people can't gather together. You know what I mean? Ah, that's horrible. So, yes, if you if your band has been affected, if you've been affected with anything that's been happening with the coronavirus and cancellations of band fundraising events and such, then please get in contact with us. BigRabShow at gmail.com So, yes, another such thing that has fallen foul of the COVID-19 carry-on which I'm really sick of (laughs) at the moment, is our visit to the British Drum Company. Now, we were so stupidly excited to get to the British Drum Co. And yeah, this was a rare opportunity and a half to be able to peek behind the curtain and look at how these incredible drums were put together. You guys remember, we actually received a voicemail from Stu and he had an open invite to come down to the factory and see how it's all done and be able to talk to them firsthand and ask them the questions from you guys, in fact. Um, you know, talking about such things around tuning, you know, what what are they like to tune and bring up to pitch and different things. We've We've got a whole list of questions that you guys have submitted over the email and stuff. And I'm just absolutely gutted that we can't present it. Now, we've had to cancel the trip basically because of all the travel restrictions that are currently in place and all of this COVID-19 scare. It's all a bit mad. So basically, instead of putting ourselves at risk or even possibly the guys at the British Drum Co. at risk, we decided not to make the trip. So all of our flights and hotels and all of that stuff have all been cancelled. So, yeah, it's it's really gotten to be fair we were so excited to get to this we had all sorts of remember i said at the start of the show that we were going to talk about patreon we had tons of exclusive content that we had planned to cover with the guys at the british drum co now we had a lot of exciting stuff a lot of backstage kind of actual video footage from the factory and all of that sort of stuff and we had exclusive interviews planned we had tons of great patreon stuff all sort of lined up and uh yeah, it's now no longer going to happen. Yet. <laughs> 
Yet, now, like every good thing, we could not cancel it altogether. We have postponed it. And that's one thing I really want to put across, the difference between cancellation and postponement. This has been postponed. We have a new date in the calendar, and we will be bringing this to you, hopefully, later in the year. So don't forget about it, because I certainly won't. I'm so stupidly excited to get to this, and I will not want to miss this. Oh, man, I, I, yeah, so to the guys at the British Drum Company, I have to say a massive sorry, it's terrible, this whole situation is just awful, and uh, rather than take unnecessary risks, I think it was decided, you know, mutually decided really to pull the plug on it and then revisit it at a later date. You guys and the Big Rab Show who were emailing us in, of course, were all sorts of excited and had loads of really interesting in-depth questions for the guys at the British Drum Co. So we do plan to bring you a specialist episode from the factory floor. That is still going to happen. Uh, so we will be walking around with the actual craftsmen at the British Drum Co. And we'll be chatting all about how these drums are made. And all of the intricacies and all of that sort of stuff that you guys have asked. We will ask those questions from the dudes of the factory floor. But you also have a bunch of questions for the guys in charge. So who knows? That may well be on next week's podcast. Hmm. Little teaser for you. But yeah, just by way of uh, a special mention to everyone who's clicked support over there on Patreon. Right now, guys, your support is absolutely invaluable at this time. (laughs) I can't stress that enough. Um, This podcasting game is not cheap. And when things like this happen, clearly people take a financial knock. And uh, yeah, it's a bit rough. So I don't know. Just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has already clicked support on Patreon. And uh, trust me, you guys will not regret clicking support over there because we have a ton of great stuff coming your way that we had all planned and stuff and yes our season may well look to be in the doldrums at the moment but rest assured when the doors reopen again and we do hit the grass you guys are in for all sorts of exciting content over there now in the meantime don't worry over on patreon if you do want to become part of the patreon faithful there is still already plenty up there for you to get your teeth into Tons of exclusive interviews, backstage videos, all sorts of episodes of Rab Show Plus are up there as well, which are exclusive to Patreon-only people. There is um, what is famously now called the Bedroom episode of the Big Rab Show podcast that never seen the light of day anywhere. Uh, That's on there, so that's available to Patreon subs. So yeah, consider becoming part of the Patreon faithful and you get tons of extra pipe and content and uh, who knows, we, we all need it at this time. You know, we need to keep the music going. And ourselves on The Big Rab Show, we will keep going through your support on Patreon, as always, like every other podcast out there. Uh, so, yeah, there's now never a better time to become part of the Patreon faithful. There you go. All right, well, this week's po- this week's topic of the week, actually, I've been looking forward to talking about this. Whenever you've been thrust into the position of being a teacher... Yes, very interesting one, actually. So mm, let's get into it, shall we? Time for a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear. 
including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. A1 Embroidery and Printing. Producing some merchandise for some of the top bands in the piping game, such as Field Marshal Montgomery, St. Lawrence the Tool, and ourselves, The Big Rab Show. For all of your embroidery and printing needs, they have some extremely high-quality garments, such as hats, beanies, t-shirts, hoodies, soft-shell jackets, you name it, they can print it. If your band is on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise offers, then contact them direct on their social media. A1 Embroidery and Printing check them out on Facebook A1 Embroidery and Printing if you can think it, they can print it Indeed, time for topic of the week and uh, you know, I actually really enjoyed that cup of tea there this week, I don't know what it is <laughs> maybe I'm just having one of those weeks <laughs> anyway here I am sitting talking about my cup of tea let's get on with topic of the week shall we Yes, you may have clicked on this week's episode for the very reason, when the player becomes the teacher. Now, yes, I have had personal experience of this, and we've been asked a number of questions, actually, by you guys, the listeners of the Rap Show, asking me, has there ever been a time when I have had to lift the sticks and become a teacher rather than just a player? Well, obviously, in my time, yes, I've had to be a tutor and all that sort of stuff, and I'm sure out there you guys may have had experience of this yourselves because a number of you have messaged in to say had I any tips for teachers and for tutors and different things. Well, yeah, I wanted to get into my own experience and hopefully you guys can hopefully, I don't know, possibly learn from my mistakes, I guess. (laughs) This could be a whole episode of stuff that Rab got wrong. But yeah, for the longest time, I was a player. I was always, you know, the musician standing in the back line amongst everyone else. I never had a role of responsibility. I always played chips along with everyone, or 40s as we call them here. And that was it. I was just kind of the run-of-the-mill player. Then, all of a sudden, 
wham, I was thrown into a role which I knew nothing about. And that was the lead drummer role. And the only reason, and this is, you know, it's not a cut on anyone at that band at that time. But honestly, I was threw into the lead drummer role simply because I was the longest serving member there. Everyone else who was in the drum corps at that time had only recently joined. I was one of the last kind of former members, if you know what I mean. I was there the longest. And that was it. That's the reason why I got handed the... Here you go, Rob. You're now lead tipper. And I was like, what? What just happened? And I guess what happened was it's because I was the one who was there who had grade 2 experience. And everyone else who had joined had joined us in grade 4A at that time. So obviously, yeah, I was the... Because you're the most experienced, Rob. Bang, you're now lead tipper. So, yeah, to put myself in that role and know absolutely nothing about man management, how to work with people, how to even be a lead drummer. It was weird playing sets all the way through and not stopping for 40s. And uh, yeah, I know I'm talking to drummers out there, all right? And I'm sure you're pipers out there and going, ugh, Rob, goodness sake. Yeah, but I can only, you know, call on my own experience. Now, I want to throw it round to teaching because this was a role that I knew nothing about and honestly, as part of the lead drummer, I didn't think I had this role to do, but obviously I did. Yes, because all the learners were sent in my direction, right? Learners are coming into the band, Rob. Who's going to teach them? Um, me, I suppose. Um, yeah, because I'm lead tipper. So I guess that's what happened. Every All the learners all came my direction. And I do have kind of a hashtag list for do's and don'ts if you suddenly find yourself in that position where bang you're now the teacher believe it or not it is a huge huge job and i would kind of i would stress it's possibly even more so than the pipe major role or lead drummer role being the role of tutor in any band is a huge role of responsibility. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because if you teach someone wrong and you teach them your own bad habits, then they're going to carry those bad habits with them no matter where they go after you. You are setting them up for a future of piping or drumming. And if you teach them incorrectly at the very beginning, then you get what we have last week. Whenever we were talking about people who were playing in service bands and stuff, and they dander in through the, da- the band hall and say, hey, I've been playing for 10 years, and uh, find out that they need to relearn everything. So, don't be that person that shows and passes on bad habits. And here you go, I hold the sticks this way, or I, you know, I play it this way. It kind of sounds like it. It's not really the same, but, you know, It kind of sounds like it, and it's fine. Uh, No, it isn't. (laughs) So, yes, honestly, if you are now going to be thrust into the tutor role, then, honestly, the first thing that I would ask you to consider is to consider your role and take it seriously. Honestly, I have so many people in my living memory who have been tutors and teachers and band halls, and they phone it in because it's just that little annoying bit of crap that they get to do before band practice kicks off properly and it's just, oh god i have to sit here and play scales with this idiot for at least an hour before i get to start playing hornpipes and jigs now yes that's been my experience i have talked to many piping shooters and stuff in bands that i've been involved in and that was kind of their attitude you know and it was completely wrong so yeah the reason why it's wrong is because they taught the people incorrectly 
because the tutor wasn't involved and the student wasn't involved, if you know what I mean, uh, how can a student be passionate about something if a, if a tutor isn't? You know, if they're sitting texting on their phone or something and playing Angry Birds while you're struggling through your paradiddles. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or learning how to play flam triplets for the first time. You know, and you're on the other side of the table playing Angry Birds. That's very distracting. So I guess be involved, be interested. But I think the number one trait has to be that you take your role seriously. It honestly is a huge, huge responsibility. Not one to be taken lightly. Um, you know, because, you know, you teach that person incorrectly, then they'll carry that incorrect teaching with them no matter where they go. So on to the next part, then you need to have patience, patience. That is the number one thing I think right next to taking your role of responsibility seriously is that you need to have patience. You kind of need to have realistic expectations knowing that that person sitting in front of you are not going to be blistering hornpipe players like fred morrison or they're not going to be stuart little next week do you know what i mean these guys are going to be three blind mice and up and down the scale at least three dozen million times so i guess patience is king and i do understand that it is a two-way street as much as I'm talking about tutors here and how much they need to be patient and all the rest and motivated and blah, blah, blah. It does need to be a two-way street. The, the person being taught also needs to be involved and interested and actually, actually practice. Oh, my word. The amount of times I have sent learners home with stuff to work on and you, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got that. I've got that. I'll work at it at home. And you know rightly, that's a lie. You're a liar. And then they come back and they go, well, did you get that bit? Remember? And they look at you with a blank expression. They go, what? What what are we talking about? What happened yesterday? What happened last week? What? And you have to go over old ground. And you're basically sitting and repeating yourself. Now, there's nothing more frustrating for a tutor. And I've been there. I know what it's like. It's terrible. Especially when the pupil on the other side, they, they honestly don't care. That they've forgotten or neglected to practice at all. But so that's one thing that tutors need. As you're going to be a tutor and sit in there as a teacher, you're going to need that patience. And you're almost going to have to set your expectations to a level where you know that person's going to come back unpracticed. You know that person's going to come back and remember absolutely nothing. And so, yeah. I guess setting your own expectations as a tutor that that person's not going to be Jim Kilpatrick next week and they're not going to be Stuart Little next week. You know, they'll still be barely squeaking their way through the... Through the... What you call it? <laughs> Lost my train of thought now. Yeah, but I guess expectations. Need to manage them, both as a tutor and for the other person across the line, across the table from you, as to what exactly they're doing. You know, they're not going to be winning world championships after two or three weeks after sitting with you. You're just going to have to have patience. And that's one of the factors I think that everyone needs if they're going to consider the job of tutor. The next thing that I would suggest for anyone who's ticking on the role of being a teacher is take it slow. Everyone seems to work at different paces, but no one works at lightning pace. And that's one thing I've really noticed, especially in my years as a drumming tutor at my previous bands, is that I honestly would have thought, oh, hey, you can learn two parts a night. No problem. 
two parts of a tune a night, not a bother. So yeah, I started that out with my drum corps, teaching everyone two parts of a like a reel or something, and then hoping to finish the reel off the next week. So two weeks worth of band practice, and we'll have the reel off. Four part reel, we can have it off in two weeks, no problem. As I found too much to my detriment, learning at such a frantic pace doesn't work. And yes, slow, slow, slow is the game. So that's what I found. Everyone does learn differently, however. And that brings me on to my next point, which kind of interlinks with this one. Is that everyone learns differently. Now, there's been my experience now in the piping world, especially now in the 2000s and late 2000s, and now we're in the 2020s, is that everyone is very much dots on the page. I learned back in the old school days, in the late 80s, early 90s, where drum sheet music just didn't exist. And you've heard of this mysterious thing, but that was a weird thing that they did in Scotland, and we don't have it here in Northern Ireland. Because, um, yeah, if we get manuscript paper, that's used for pipers. That's not used for drummers, you know? So, (laughs) yeah, I was never taught, you know, drum score music. So dots on the page were a bit of a mystery to me. So... Obviously, if that had been a method for me to learn, then obviously I would be pretty dependent on dots on the page. So me, myself, I learn completely different from everyone else who seems to learn nowadays. And um, everyone would be sitting with folders of music. Folders and pages and sheets and things and stands and all sorts of stuff all over the place. And we're throwing emails back and forth to each other full of nice wee pretty diagrams with dots on the page. Which means absolutely nothing to me. Um, So yeah, what I learn from is across the table from someone. If someone can show me what to play and I can hear it. You know what I mean? I need to see their hands. I need to be able to hear them. I learn visually as well as audibly. If I, you know, I hear them and I can see them, then I can play it. That's, you know, that's how I learn. I learn completely different from every other drummer that I've met now recently, who are all very much dots on the page. Some can be a bit of a combination of the two. They need dots on page, plus they need someone in front of them playing it as well, so they could see it as well as see the dots. So I guess what I'm trying to say is take things slow you know, don't expect to have a big four-part strispay all off in one night. You know, depend. well, obviously, some people can do it. Some people can't, though. And just expect to go slow, I guess. But also, be ready to change your teaching method at the drop of a hat. You know, just because it works one particular week and it just suddenly clicks with that person and they go, yeah, I got it, no problem, boof, and they're able to play it back to you. And then the following week, you try the same method again, perhaps for a different tune or something like that and then no it just doesn't sink in for some reason the computer says no and you can just see you know the snow kind (laughs) of setting in and the the glaze over the eyes and i'm just not getting this sometimes that does happen and you really do just need to step back think right okay what's a different way to approach this how can i show this person how to do this thing but show it differently do you know what i mean There are many different ways to approach every different aspect to the music that we play. And that's how you come at it, I think. You know, if the visual thing is a thing, then do that. But if not, try dots on page. If not, then perhaps step back and try humming the tune, even using, well, well, I don't know. I don't know even if this has a name. You guys could probably tell me if this has a name. But we use, like, well, I don't even know the name of it. It's like drummer talk. Like if I was to go dup up up blah 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 up 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 that's drummer talk. 
for a 4-4 set. <laughs> like, am I even talking sense? You pipers out there are laughing your leg off. But I'm sure you have a version of it too. And I think it's the hum has, as we used to call it. Hum hum. I still hear you doing that. I still hear you doing that. Sometimes, you know, seeing somebody playing it doesn't work. Seeing a video of it doesn't work. Your dot's on the page. But if you have someone singing it to you, some reason it clicks. And that's how I used to learn my six eights when I was a drummer. Class. <laughs> what? And I swear I'm not on drugs. <laughs> Honestly, that was the thing. Drummer talk. Now, you guys could probably all, you know, laugh at me and furiously start emailing in and saying, Nope, Rab, you're on drugs. Stop drinking tea before you do Topic of the Week. But honestly, that was the thing that at that time, my lead drummers at that time used to use drummer talk quite a lot. And, uh, you know, if you weren't learning from across the table and stuff and you just weren't getting it by watching the hands, then they would have sung it to you. They would have kind of mouthed it like that. No, it's blap, 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 bling. You not get that? <laughs> it sounds madness now when I say it, like, but honestly, that's how things were done back in the 80s and 90s. Honestly, I'm not lying. I'm sure there's a pile of drummers out there nodding their head and going, yep, yeah, I remember that. So I hope I'm not alone. Uh, but yes, honestly, that's one of the things that I was going to say, that everyone learns differently. If something that you're trying to hammer home and it's just not getting there, it's just not sinking in, and week after week, that person's continually getting it wrong, then... You know, that's the definition of madness. You know, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Just come at it from a different angle. The tune doesn't change. The set doesn't change. But your approach to learning it can change. Do you know what I mean? If you try approaching it from perhaps filming it and sending a video and letting them work on it for a week. Or, you know, you have to sit one-to-one across the table from someone. Or, yeah, dots on the page could be the future. You know, go to Piper's Dojo. There's loads of great examples up there of how you can approach different learning cycles for different tunes and different genres. So, yeah, many different thousand ways for you to approach it and worth considering. So, guys, if you do find yourselves in the role of tutor, you've been a player for a long time, and perhaps now you've been thrown into a role of responsibility like, whammo, you are now lead tipper, or bang, you're now pipe major, or hey, you're now the teacher for all the learners in the band, then like every other role of responsibility, you need to take it seriously, be invested, and obviously be prepared to be patient and know in yourself that everyone learns differently. And their approach to the music can be completely different from any other person. And that's what makes this teaching game so unique. Is that everyone learns differently and comes on at different speeds. So, you know, one person could learn an entire medley within two weeks. Whereas another person could learn maybe the half of the first part after two weeks. So, you know... Swings and roundabouts, and if anything, guys, I wish you luck. If any of you out there actually are tutors or involved in teaching your bandmates and your fellow pipers and drummers, then get in contact with us. We would love to actually do a little bit of a follow-up on this podcast and talk more about tuition and piping and drumming and all the rest. It's a fascinating topic area. And if anything, one podcast that I would recommend on the topic of teaching is the Up to the Line Pipe Band Podcast. See the way I worked that in there? Uh, yeah, you guys really should go and have a listen to that podcast because that's what they focus on. They focus on the whole area around teaching 
tuition and learning in the piping world. It's fascinating to listen to, actually. Uh, but yes, such an interesting podcast, definitely worth listening to. And obviously, come back and listen to yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's it for another topic of the week, and that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Yeah, well, guys, I know it all seems very doom and gloom at the moment, and everyone is incredibly paranoid, and you are all buying toilet paper like it's going out of fashion, and yeah, you can't get a bar of soap anywhere for love nor money. Then just know that ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we will continue. We will continue churning out the pipe and goodness each and every week. It, and yeah, you know, the musical's still there. You know, us pipers and drummers are still there. We're not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, we all just need to be a little bit sensible, folks. You know, wash your hands. Maybe not pick your nose half as often as you normally do. And yeah, just don't share your instrument with other people saying, hey, try and have a blow at these here and see what they're like. Uh-uh, no, don't be doing that. And uh, drummers, we're okay. Because we're not half as disgusting as bagpipers. We don't have water traps and such. Um, however, yes, please do not pick your nose half as you always did. And uh, yeah, try and keep dirty hands out your mouth and all that. <laughs> don't be sucking on your thumb and all that. Ah, drummers. Yes, so guys, wherever you are, stay safe. Wash your hands wherever you are. And yeah, just look after yourselves, guys. And who knows, hopefully we'll be back on the grass as soon as possible. And that's one thing ourselves in the Rab Show are really hoping for, that we'll get through all of this nonsense. And before we know it, we're fighting our way through blistering hornpipes and big introductions. And that's what it's all about. Well, the love of that music. And I tell you, I can't wait to get on the grass again just to hear that noise. Just to hear that noise again. Uh, it seems like a lifetime ago. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, guys, that's it for another Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. If you'd like to help support the show, don't forget to go over to their Patreon page and click subscribe and support and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah, for five bucks a month, you get tons of extra content. Until then, guys, I will see you on the Rab Show podcast here next week. All the very best. Well, that's it for another big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current world champions, in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your merch and to be kept up to date with all the news, views and chat throughout the week. Also check us out on Patreon and become some of the Patreon faithful for loads of extra content for just $5 a month. Until next time guys, thanks for checking out The Rab Show Podcast and we'll see you all next week. All the best.